Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast sponsored by BetSafe Colorado. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined virtually by my colleague Parker Gabriel over across the pond. And we are, of course, previewing the Broncos Week 8 showdown against the Jaguars in London. So, talk about Russell Wilson. Can he play? Should he play from that hamstring injury that kept him out last week? Keys to victory against a Jacksonville squad that is also spiraling also lost four straight in a row. And what can the Denver defense do to turn in another dominant performance against Trevor Lawrence? And then also we'll talk about what GM George Payton had to say this week, as well as team president Damani Leach during their media addresses from London. So first off, Parker, how's it going over there? Are you think teams settle in? Are they kind of settle into a, a practice rhythm? And in, in a very critical week amidst all the pomp and circumstance over there. Yeah, yeah, it's going good um, over over here in England. I'm uh, in the hotel in London currently. Um, it's going good for for us, I think. I, I I think it's going okay for the Broncos too. I mean, it's sort of funny because it's it's very odd. They're practicing at a high school north of the city called the Harrow School. It's like Winston Churchill went there, and it's been a school for 450 years. Um, and so it's this like beautiful grounds and then all of these people who normally see each other in Denver just sort of show up there each day. Um, and there's Nathaniel Hackett and there's the Broncos and there's Russell Wilson. Um, and there's a bunch of reporters there to cover it. And so the practice availability itself is pretty normal. Um, and practice seems to be going pretty normal. In fact, Justin Alton, the offensive coordinator said, uh, on today, the day we're recording this Thursday, that he thought it was one of the best practices they've had um, this year. And so th- what does that mean, that they're going to score 30 points? No, obviously not. But it does give you a sense of how you can take the whole operation across the ocean, and it is a big lift, and it's probably pretty weird and all of that. And at the same time, um, these guys get into their routine pretty quickly, I think. So um, it's been interesting. Um, it's been a little bit weird, um, but the Broncos are saying at least that they feel like they've been able to get in a relatively normal week of preparation, all things considered. And this is the first in Orange podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. BetSafe Colorado is the exclusive club for passionate gamers and bettors across the state. Download the app to start playing today, and BetSafe will match your first deposit up to $500. Visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. So big news of the week as it was last week. Russell Wilson's hamstring injury. Nathaniel Hackett sounds like he's been pretty mum as usual, day-to-day. We'll see if he starts. And we debated this earlier in the week, Parker. Will he start and should he start if he's not 100% with the Broncos season teetering on the brink, but also knowing, you know, the Broncos signed this guy to a five-year deal and they'll probably need him throughout the second half, a grueling second half, if they're going to even stay afloat. What What's your latest prognosis, you know, temperature check, Will he play on on Sat on Sunday, or will the London faithful be disappointed with Brett Ripon trotting out there? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the question of should he play um, is a totally fair one. The one we you know we sort of did with the roundtable earlier this week. I do think he's going to play. I mean, at this point, there's been no official word on that. Um, that's you know essentially um, speculation, but it's but it's informed. I mean, just watching him in practice this week. He's got more bounce in his step in the portions of practice that are that are open to reporters. 
um, than he did last week. And the, and the real thing is, I mean, on Wednesday, he was absolutely adamant when he, he spoke to reporters that, that he's ready to play. Now, you can couch that, and, and he thought he was ready to play last week too. And ultimately, uh, Nathaniel Hackett and, and the coaching staff and the medical staff um, decided to hold him out, even though he wanted to try to tough it out. Um, but it, it, it seems like he, he obviously wants to play this week. He says beyond a shadow of a doubt, he's ready to play. And when you listen to Hackett this week, I mean, what it sounds like to me, I mean, what he said exactly today is that he's in a good spot. They just want to monitor it for the rest of the week. I mean, if he has a setback, if he, if he tweaks it um, during practice over the next couple of days, then obviously he's not going to play. If he wakes up hamstrings, as uh, Nathaniel Hackett very eloquently said at one point during training camp, uh, hamstrings are weird. Um, and if, if Russell wakes up one of the next couple mornings and is really sore or something like that, then maybe the conversation changes. But, um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett has said he's trending in the right direction. Russell says he's ready to play. Um, That seems to be the way it's headed. Again, this is the first in Orange podcast. That's Parker Gabriel. This is Kyle Newman. Show brought to you by BetSafe Colorado, co.betsafe.com. Check them out. And, Let's just look at this matchup here, Parker. I mean, if Russell is playing, well, he still needs to put some some onus on his shoulders and get this offense going. They're stuck in last place in the NFL with 14.3 points per game. And, you know, they're going against a defense that has looked very vulnerable in the Jacksonville defense, especially over this four-game skid. So what are some keys to the victory here, you think, on early Sunday morning Denver time at Wembley Stadium? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things like Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, they always talk about hitting the big play, you know, creating explosives, creating big plays. To me, like, this is a boring answer, but sometimes boring helps you win games. Like, I think they need to not, I mean, they, it's always great to create big plays. I think they need to be good in the small plays. Like, they need to get four yards on first down running the football. Um, and their, their running back room is sort of a train wreck. I mean, they've got Melvin Gordon. And then they've got Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack, who they just signed off of San Francisco's practice squad at the beginning of this week, and then Devonta Zigbo's on the practice squad. So, you know, somewhere they're down to their, you know, they're going to be probably rolling out their their third uh, in the list of preferred options at left tackle in, in Calvin Anderson, um, you know, after obviously the injury to Garrett Balls and then the injury uh, last week to Cam Fleming. Um, so, you know, one way or another, they've got to figure out a way to run the ball consistently, depending on, you know, how, um, you know, full go, you know, truly full go, or maybe a little bit limited Russell Wilson is in terms of what he can do. Uh, You may, they may have to tailor the game plan a little bit to keep him in the pocket or, you know, shorten some of their bootleg stuff or whatever it is. We'll see about that. But, you know, you just, you're not playing with a full deck from a health perspective as it is, it seems unreasonable to think you're going to go out there and just go bombs away against Jacksonville. I mean, I think they sort of need to take the Brett Rippon first half approach and try to move the ball up and down the field a little bit and, and, and take yards where you can get them, play the field position game and, and see if you can't, you know, put 21 or 23 points on the board and have that be enough. Well, like George Payton said too, I thought he made a good point about the defense Parker and that, Hey, this defense has been near elite. What do they need yeah. to be better at forcing those takeaways? They've got yeah, seven exactly. that's tied for 23rd in the NFL. 
need to be a little better there, especially with the offense really scuffling here through the first part of the season, struggling to find their rhythm. And then, of course, discipline has been a continued topic of conversation here on this podcast and in this season. 58 penalties by the Broncos this year. That's also last in the NFL. So, you know, you go you go down their rankings and they are last in several categories. I mentioned points per game, red zone percentage on offense. You're not going to win a lot of football games doing that. Now on the flip side of that, still first in red zone percentage on defense at a 25% clip. So they got to keep that up and keep Jacksonville from uh, punching it in there here on Sunday. Again, this is the First Orange Podcast sponsored by BetSafe Colorado. This is Kyle Newman alongside Parker Gabriel previewing the Broncos week eight showdown against the Jaguars in London. So Parker, you've been at these availabilities out in London this week uh, with George Payton, with team president Damani Leach. Let's start with George Payton. And first off, let me play a little clip here that you supplied just on Payton's belief in this turnaround that can happen this year and reiterating his confidence in head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Take a listen in. Obviously, uh, you know, the results aren't there. Obviously not good enough, uh, two and five, and uh, we all need to get better, and, and it starts with me. And uh, But I do believe in this football team. I do believe in the people in our building, our coaching staff, that uh, we can turn it around. It's only, only seven games. Obviously, we've been in every game, and that's not what it's all about. It's about winning games and and uh, we need to learn how to win football games. We haven't done that. Do you still have confidence in Coach Hackett? I know it's early, but he's getting a lot of criticism, more than I've seen for most of a first-year head coach. Yeah, I believe in Nathaniel. You know, he, uh, I support Nathaniel 100%. Um, he's been in this for seven games, you know, as a head coach. Uh, the scrutiny he's, he's faced is, is unprecedented. You know, we've had four primetime games, so he's kind of had to learn in front of the entire world. Um, but I really like how uh, the team, he's, he's, he's kept the team together. He's, they're connected. He's kept our building together. Um, and I appreciate how he's, he's fought through that. Again, that was GM George Payton talking in London about his continued belief in this club. And, of course, during the course of this conversation, as you know, Parker, Payton also doubled down on Russell. He got a bunch of questions on Russell. And he said, hey, I believe in Russ. I believe in the deal we signed him to. I believe it's going to be a good deal. What was your just kind of general takeaway from from the back and forth with Denver Media, which, as we talked about before the trip, you know, it's supposed to be a celebration. You're going to London, international game. Well, a lot of tough questions lobbed at George's way uh, on Thursday or Wednesday, whatever it was, your your time, London time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was interesting. I mean, and, and it became pretty clear in the last couple of weeks that this wasn't going to just be a celebration and that, you know, this might have been a, a chance to sort of um, – you know, under different circumstances, bask in the way the first half went. And that's obviously not the case at all. And so um, it became a little bit of a referendum. You know, we were interested. He figured that George Payton, I mean, he hired Nathaniel Hackett. He engineered the trade for Russell Wilson. Um, it would have been surprising if he would have backed off of either of those moves um, after just, you know, seven weeks, even as, as bad as it has looked at times. Um, but even still, uh, you know, he said the words that he, he believes in Nathaniel Hackett 100%, that he supports him 100%, um, that he's in constant communication with Greg Penner, uh, the CEO uh, of the franchise and obviously part of the new ownership group. Um, and like you say, that, that they think that, 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 you know, that's their job to maximize Russell Wilson and, and they feel like he's got, you know, a lot higher level of play in him um, as soon as the rest of the season. And so um, it was all interesting. I mean, look, George Payton um, has a really strong reputation league-wide. 
He's been commended for a lot of the work that he's done uh, in his first 18 months in Denver. But general managers ultimately are graded and, you know, remembered and frankly hired and fired based on head coaches and quarterbacks. I mean, that's the lead. That, that's the way it is for everybody. And this is not off to a great start on those two moves from this offseason. So it was interesting to hear from him today. It wasn't surprising, I don't think, to hear him, um, you know, put his flag in the ground uh, alongside those two guys. And the pressure's on all of them and everybody else in the organization um, to, to get this, you know, the ship turned and sort of headed uh, in the right direction and, and to do it, obviously, as, as quickly as possible. This is the First Orange Podcast sponsored by BetSafe Colorado. So another quick note on Peyton's address. He's asked straight up, are you guys going to be a seller? He said, hey, we'll do what's best for the team. There's been a lot of rumors swirling about Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, three specific names that have been in that mix. And Chubb, of course, on a contract year, the other two still on their rookie deals. What is your sense of things with this team as obviously they need a win on Sunday, but also if they don't get a win, or even if they do, some some big names could be on the sale block here coming up with the deadline on November 1st. Yeah, so one thing that George Payton said was that, you know, the result Sunday doesn't determine whether they're going to sell the farm or stand pat. And I, I believe him on that, but I also think that there is a lot of room in between those two things. Like, if you're three and five, you might feel differently. Every game counts in the NFL, you might feel differently about sort of where you stand than if you're two and six. Or if you look really good, you might feel different than if you feel you look really bad again on Sunday. And so that doesn't mean like if they win, they're trading nobody and they're giving away another draft pick and they're bringing in a guy. And if they lose, they're selling everybody. But I I do think that the game on Sunday obviously matters. Um, And then on top of that, like when you hear a guy say, you know, we're not, we're not in the mode of just trying to, you know, trade our, some of our best players. Like, that, to me, is essentially code for, like, they haven't been blown away by an offer yet. Like, it's it's not, we've talked about this, it's not an easy decision um, to trade a guy like Bradley Chubb, who's having a great year, um, who you could franchise tag next year or think about signing to an extension. They've got cap room. You know, they could do either of those things. But at the end of the day, they also don't have a draft pick in the first two rounds right now for 2023. And Chubb, because he's a good player is the guy most likely um, to bring you back a pick or multiple picks um, in that realm, you know, before when their first current pick is. And so that's, um, that's why he gets paid the big bucks, you know, to make those kind of calls. And I, I, I tend to think it's just me. Um, I tend to think that based on where they are, uh, if they get an offer that they feel like is a good one for any of those guys, um, that they'll that they'll think long and hard about doing it, and, and I do think ultimately they'll end up making um, at least a move or a couple moves. Now, whether it's a, a big one, you know, time will tell. Uh, but there's a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, general managers are on the phone all the time, anyways, and especially over the next few days. And with the uh, five-hour time difference between London and New York, seven-hour time difference between uh, London and Mountain Time. I'm sure that those phone calls are happening at all hours for, for George Payton and, and the rest of the personnel group. Again, this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. Everyone has a pregame superstition or a pregame ritual. Let BetSafe Colorado be yours. BetSafe Colorado is the newest sportsbook in Colorado and the exclusive club for passionate gamers and bettors across the state. 
Download the app to start playing today and BetSafe will match your first deposit up to $500. Visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. So rolling on here with the final segment of today's show on the First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado is the predictions time, of course. And we both predicted the upset last week. Well, I guess it wasn't an upset because the Jets ended up being favored, but both predicted that last week. I'll start here this week. I'm again going to go against the Broncos. Jags 17, Broncos 13. And I think the Broncos defense plays pretty lights out, but just, you know, has a moment or two of weakness. And that's just, that's too much for the way the offense is playing. Another sputtering performance. And you think Broncos country is in a tailspin now. Just wait till they lose to the hapless Jags in London. That's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. Parker, what do you think? Yeah, I, this is a true. I mean, it's a true toss-up to me. I mean, both teams are in a hard way. Um, I, I've sort of taken the approach with Denver at this point, like believe it when you see it, right? Um, and all of that. Maybe it's just the uh, maybe it's just the good weather this week in London. Uh, you know, maybe it's um, maybe it's seeing Wembley from the distance and thinking like, man, that place looks awesome. I'm excited to see it on Sunday, up close and personal. I don't know why I'm doing this. I probably shouldn't, um, but I'm going to pick Denver to win a squeaker. They really need a win. Like obviously Jacksonville does too. Um, Denver's desperate for a win. um, And I think that some way, somehow, you know, whether it's a last stand of trying to keep, you know, keep their guys, you know, keep, keep Bradley Chubb around and and keep Judy around or whoever it is, you know, um, or whatever, ends up being uh, the motivating factor. Maybe it's just sick and tired of of losing games. I think Denver will find a way to get a really ugly one uh, done. And I'm going to say 17 to 16 in another one of those low-scoring sort of snooze fests. And you can even fall back asleep now. This will be 7.30 in Denver. Uh, So, you know, Broncos country, if you get a little uh, little sleepy early in the morning during the game, you don't drink enough coffee, fall back asleep, eh, that should probably be all right. I, I, I do think, um, you know, just off the cuff, essentially, um, that Denver finds a way to get it done. There it is. You can head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for more analysis, scouting report, etc. heading into this game. Again, this has been the First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. Kyle Newman joined by Parker Gabriel. Appreciate you guys listening in to today's show. Again, denverpost.com slash Broncos for more. First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. Until next time, folks, take it easy.